Hello and welcome to episode one of Top Marks. That's right, the internet did not have enough wrestling podcasts. <laughs> we decided to make another. Uh, Justin Morissette with you here and uh, with me for this episode and for uh, presumably every episode. His face is on the cover art of the podcast, uh, my friend, and, and soon to be yours, Josh Custodio. Before we even get into these introductions, we all know wrestling is about the big debuts. And I gotta tell you, this has a big debut feel. Yo, it's gonna be a big fight, absolutely. There's no question. We're bringing the big fight, it's got the big fight feel. We're recording in the big yard today. <laughs> There's no bigger yard, and it's our yard, and it's the podcast. It's called Top Marks. Ladies and gentlemen, hello and welcome to another edition of Just What the Internet Needed More Of. That's right, it's a wrestling podcast. It's another wrestling podcast. It is called Top Marks. It's another wrestling podcast called Top Marks. My name is Justin Morissette, and with me once again, as always, for the 54th time, marking one full year, is the janitor himself. He's cleaning up the messes of the masses. Josh Custodio! Happy birthday to you, happy birthday to you, happy birthday, dear Top Marks! Happy birthday to you! Wow, Justin, what an open! It's Top Marks Day! Justin, you could... Oh, you could not be more correct, Justin. This is our one-year anniversary. Episode 54, not 52, because we had a couple weeks. Yeah, we've done two episodes. bonus episodes. That's right. B-b-b-bonus episodes. <laughs> Whoa, wow. That was uh, an interesting bit of uh, live production you did there. You mm-hmm. just tripled up on your voice. This yeah. is why you are an en- engineer. You are the wrestling pariah. You are Justin Morrison, and this is Top Marks, a wrestling podcast where every week Justin and I break down the... One, two, three! Biggest topics in the world of wrestling. For how long, Justin? A maximum of 15 minutes at a time. Never longer. Those are the rules. But what is 15 minutes the exact length of? A WCW television title match. And that's why we do it. That's why it's 15 minutes. This week, Justin, only two rounds in this show. And despite what I just said, one of them may go a little long in the 15 minutes as we're going to preview WWE's pay-per-view this Sunday. Money in the Bank. Uh, I would think that's not the round that's going to go long. Yeah, that's kind of interesting, eh? We can dive into that a bit more in the round, but... Yeah, I guess a lot of the top talent is tied up in two matches, and the rest is is a little bleak. But we'll dive and, more into that. And honestly, Uh-oh. I mean, we talked about this last week when we talked about WWE fatigue. Yeah, uh, I've I've just been kind of out yeah. on on WWE basically since uh, the GRR. Like, so, yeah. and I don't want to say that it's like my distaste for that whole Saudi Arabian affair. No, we really know you loved it. You were very oh, pro. Shut, shut you, said, you said, you said, I love, Stop. oh, enough of that. Okay. Sorry. No, <laughs> I, I obviously was not a fan of greatest Royal rumble, but, right? That, but, uh, and, and then I haven't really felt a ton of cause to be like wooed back. Since yeah. Then I, either. I get the sense. A lot of people are sharing in your sort of uh, fatigue right now. I saw on our own Twitter feed this week, a couple of people saying, yeah, maybe I might watch money in the bank, but I'm really not too sure. Which is bizarre. Cause I think it's usually one of the most uh, exciting pay-per-views of the year. Yeah, I think we're both it, on the record. Really liking in it. In years previous, this has always been like one of my number one shows. Yeah. When people talk about the big it's, four, I think both of us sort of share that money in the bank could fill that like big five. It's bigger slot. than survivor series. For me, it definitely is. And it's delivered in a bigger way than Survivor Series has in years, at least uh, in the modern well, era. What are you talking about? You didn't like it when uh, the Wyatt family went head-to-head with Undertaker and Kane? Well, uh, and Ryback. 
was Ryback on that team? Wasn't that it? No, no, no. I'm pretty sure it was just two of the Wyatts against Taker and Kane. Oh, yeah. You might be right. It was Bray and Luke, maybe. Yeah, and they did like the like swirling portal of their souls or whatever. Right, yeah. That... Uh, it was very... It was not It was not the greatest. I'll say that. I mean, there's been a lot of the not greatest in the, the Bray Wyatt uh, canon, I guess you could say. I suppose. Uh, Justin, we're going to talk about Money in the Bank. Maybe not get to limit 15 minutes. Maybe push it. One of us is going to be right. And then around number two, uh, we're going to... This is where I think we're going to need some overtime. Oh, boy. We're going to review uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling's Dominion event from last Saturday night. Now, we yes, hilariously we, got the date we, wrong. We completely goofed on this on last week's show. Now, in my defense, you this is not your fault, Justin, but I will defend myself here. It says Saturday at 12 a.m. Pacific time. And, yes. I, and I sort of go, well, that's Saturday night, right? Yeah, yeah. But, you know, and technically that's, it is. That's Friday night. It's Friday from 11.59 to midnight it mm. becomes that. Well, you know what they say. Saturday morning's all right for Friday. <laughs> they do say that, JMO. Once again, you're exactly on the money with what they say. Justin, before we get further into the show, uh, I don't know if you know this, but uh, my t- Portuguese soccer team tied Spain today with a, a world-changing goal. So uh, I've poured us a couple of Ginja shots here. Do you want to take these on air, both to our birthday and to the great motherland of Portugal? Can you explain what uh, what it is that I'm about to do a shot of? Absolutely. So this is a, it's a shot in Portugal that is generally done out of a, a frozen chocolate cup. Uh, it, just a shot of Ginja. It's a sour cherry liqueur. So you, you keep saying this word and I don't. Yeah, so it's a, it's a sour cherry liqueur <laughs> it's, it's, that I've mixed hey, with. Can you <laughs> define this thing? Yeah, it is its own name. Yeah, it's Ginja. Did I stutter you, <laughs> <Yeah>. dummy? <laughs> uh, I've had a few. That's okay. Um, that's okay. Uh, so it's it's, uh, it's a sour cherry liqueur that I've mixed with an orange liqueur and a little bit of tonic water. Okay. Uh, there's there's a name for it in Portugal. It's called a Friday is the translation. So cheers to you, my hashtag good friend, and to year two of Top Marks. Absolutely. To many more. And to Cristiano Ronaldo. To Many more. Mm-hmm. Ah, isn't that nice? That actually was extremely delicious. I was not lying to you. Yeah, control. Uh, uh, I, yeah, I just wish that we had the chocolate cup also. The chocolate cup is delicious. Because then you eat the cup. Well, you, you, the thing is you eat the whole thing. It's almost like you chew it. So ah. it's, it's a fro- they make like an ice cube tray of these cups, melted chocolate, put a little bit of ginger and you eat the thing. So then it's like uh, it's like one of those chocolates with the That's right. gooey inside. Yeah, you know? the brandy or maraschino cherry or yeah, what yeah. have you. But yeah. no top. Or some people, I guess you take the shot, then eat it. It's a great thing, though. Tremendous. Uh, also, a couple beers in front of us. So cheers to all of you. Hashtag good friends at Friday. Yeah, swig one for the working man. Swig a beer for the working man. No yeah, question. You know, we've been it. working for for 365 days Man. now, nonstop. Does it feel like a year to you? Uh, I, you know what? It feels like a lot longer than that. Yeah. The, Every moment I spend with you is torture. That's good. Well, yeah. that's uh, I feel the exact opposite. Mm-hmm. I feel I feel like when I die, <laughs> oh, yeah. that, that hell will just be doing this podcast forever. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> and my hell would be listening to this podcast forever. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, obviously I, lo- I love the show. It's uh, it's been no, it doesn't feel like a year. I yeah. mean, it does in some ways because it's Money in the Bank season again. Yeah, that's right. That that the pay per views come back around. That's right. And uh, Kenny Omega and Okada wrestled, which was the the One first the episode of this show. About. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of full circleness going on in this birthday edition, JML. Yeah, and a lot of questions in our mailbag, of course, coming up uh, towards the end of the show. That's right. Asking us to reflect on what it's been like to to do this for. A full calendar. Yeah, we'll touch on that at the end of the show. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. There, no, there's... Well, let's answer those questions right now. I know. <laughs> I know. We said we'd do them at the end, and I literally just said that thirty seconds ago. Well, listen. Who's listening to you? Like I said, my hell is that. No, so. no. no. <laughs> 
I'm going to take a page from Vince Russo, bud. Okay. No long-term planning. <laughs> if I have an idea, I'm going to do it right now. Oh, I can appreciate no that. No build either. I didn't even tease it. It's happening with no advertising. <laughs> that's amazing. Uh, yeah, let's have a world title match right this second. Yeah, that's uh, – and with a, you know, a double count-out finish exactly, as well. Exactly, exactly. 100,000 run-ins. Uh, Justin, if mm-hmm. the good friends want to help Run-ins us on top of run-ins <laughs> to the point where the people who were in the ring originally just disappear and you don't even notice by the time the segment's over. Gosh, if you want to hear more about that, you can head to patreon.com slash topmarks where Justin and I, what he's alluding to here is we reviewed the, the WCW 2000s pay-per-view New Blood Rising. It was terrible. You should go listen to us talk about it for a $5 donation. Throw a couple dollars in the hat. And this month, we will be reviewing oh, our, the Tournament of Death. I am... So excited with to do this. With our good friend, uh, stand-up comedian Jordan Ducharme. This is going to be... He's going to join us as well. So to give context, Ducharme and I love Deathmatch Wrestling. I'm going to be the dissenting voice here. <laughs> everybody, every podcast needs one guy who's That's just right. like, mm, I don't know about this. <laughs> I, I cannot wait to do this bonus episode. and I, uh, I can definitely wait to watch this show. I don't think I'm going to enjoy <laughs> it at all. Well, that'll be worth taking in. Uh, yeah, I don't want to see spikes go into a guy's skull. That's... That sounds terrible. Well, then you are not going to like No, I'm going to hate it. It's going to be very bad. So look forward to that on the Patreon feed, of course, which you can find at patreon.com slash topmarks. And, of course, we always appreciate your donations there. Absolutely. Uh, But it's a packed show, Josh. So is there anything else you want to get into off the hop here? Let's get on into a very birthday edition. Hang on. There's one thing I do want to say. Oh, yeah. And that is there's some people out there who listen to this might hear what I'm about to say and think, this isn't the time or place for this. Oh, okay. This is not the show for this. Uh-oh. And to you, I'm going to say, this is my show. I do whatever the fuck I want. And what <laughs> I'm going to say is, fuck Chris Hardwick. Oh. And having said that, yeah. it's time we get into round, round number one. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I want to say fuck Chris Hardwick. <laughs> No, you love him. <laughs> I do not. I've never loved him. <laughs> you love him, bud. That's why you didn't say it. You could have joined me I in saying it. I didn't know what it. you were going to say. Oh, yeah, I think you knew, and you were like, mm, I like that guy. <laughs> uh, let me get up the, the card here. I'm still recording. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Round one. Fight. <laughs> Justin, I got two ways you could get money in the bank this weekend. Uh, how's that? Way number one. Go bet some shekels on a 28-1 to 1 underdog Portugal to win the entire World Cup. Oh, that's... I don't know, bud. I'm not, I'm not doing that, I don't think. Then, yeah, I guess you'll have to go to option number two, which is turn into the WWE Network this Sunday night and watch WWE Presents Money in the Bank. What about option number three, which is work somewhere where my pay period ended today and I get paid at midnight? That would be, I guess, like, really it should have been option one. It is the most likely of these three situations as you have, you know, almost no say in it. It just kind of happens, whereas you'd have to, you know, go actively do the other ones. Yeah, I can confirm that is the case. I get paid tonight. Yeah, money in the bank. <laughs> uh, Justin, let's, before we dive into the nitty-gritty, as I'm wont to the do. Nitty-grizzlies. The nitty-grizzly. I was looking at you. Uh, what, what, would you what would you say your excitement level is going into this week's uh, pay-per-view? Um, I guess higher than it was for the last one. Better than Backlash? Yeah, but okay. still relatively low yeah. for what is usually one of my favorite shows of the year, as I said. Were you more anticipating Dominion or Money in the Bank? Dominion, easily. What about TakeOver or Money in the Bank? I mean, I've not been keeping up with NXT right. since WrestleMania, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Which, shame but on ev- you. But even still, I would say my TakeOver level of excitement, solely based on Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. Yeah. Well, and Gargano Ciampa. I mean, of course, that too. Yeah. But mostly Ricochet versus Velveteen Dream. 
I'd say it's significantly higher than money in the bank. Yeah, significantly, eh? Yeah. Well, I'll say this, Justin. My excitement level, also I would say pretty low for this. But as I'm looking at this card here, I think there's it, some... It has the potential to be very good. Yeah, there's there's some matches here that I do want to see, which is definitely worth talking about. So let's jump in. Let's start here with the match that they if have. If it's worth talking about, then let's just do it, bud. Let's talk about it for worth. Why not? Yeah. Uh, Justin, Daniel Bryan versus uh, Colin Cassidy. Big Cass. Mm, see, well... Uh, my hope for this match, yeah, and that's funny because I know last month we said it should have been longer, right? That like there were some really significantly cool spots in the match, the but they the knee, they the felt unearned, down. they felt rushed, right? Too quick, mm-hmm. uh, which is funny that I would say that given that my criticism of most. Uh, New Japan matches is what are we doing in the early portion of this thing? Fucking get on with it already! I, I suspect you might be eating your words next round a little bit in that regard, eh? Mm, maybe not. Okay. Yeah, maybe not. Good tease. Yeah, we'll get there. Okay. But uh, you know, uh, I asked for a longer match last month. Yeah. And ma- do I still kind of want that? Yes. Yeah. But part of me is also like, I was looking at that match, and it's too short. Oh God. I'm done with Does these. That, uh, I'm done with these puns. With I will these let, things that he's doing. I'll actually say I thought the roller coaster sign on this week's Tuesday could have gone worse. It was. It, it's just that it's so worn. The height thing at this point. I don't know if you saw my tweet from the Top Marks account this mm-hmm. week, and it's just like, it's so like. I don't mean effortless in the good natural way. I, I mean it seems like no one is putting effort into writing even good short jokes. Yeah, you it's know like, what else is short? My that? patience for this bullshit at this point. <laughs> Who's winning this match, Jamo? <laughs> uh, gotta be Daniel Bryan again. I got big cast here. I mean, technically, you would think he should pick up a victory at some point and yeah. not look pathetic. <laughs> but I do think Daniel Bryan is your world title challenger. At SummerSlam, and if that's the case, he's got to look like he deserves a world title match. And yep. in, to, to have that be the case, he needs some victories. He needs to pile up some Ws. Look, he's already lost to Samoa Joe. Yep. He lost to Rusev. That's right. I, I don't those... I don't want to see him lose to Big Cass. Big Cass. Yeah. There's no value in that right now. I don't even think Cass would get a ton of rub from beating him. People are already yeah, hating him just because point. he's annoying. Yeah, that's an interesting point about like how much Cass would actually get off a win on Daniel Bryan. Jamo, let's move on to the next match here. It's so your... do, you, do you agree Daniel Bryan wins? I'm actually picking Big Cass. All right. Um, but I would. I hope you're right that it's it's Bryan. I just have a fear they're going to turn this into a trilogy. You make me sick. <laughs> wow, you were shot out of a cannon today. <laughs> uh, Justin, <laughs> Seth Rollins, the IC Open Challenge is closed because it is decided that he's going to be facing Elias this Sunday. I think this could be a show stealer. Really? I, yeah, I mean, that's saying a lot, considering I think we all agree on what Elias's limitations are. Sure. But Seth is just clicking on another level right now. Sure, yeah. And Elias's character work is spectacular to the mm-hmm. point where I am so invested in this match, despite knowing that one of the participants is not a very good wrestler. That's worth a lot. Yeah. Uh, I think it's worth noting that I think for the quality of this match, placement's going to account for a lot. I hope what they do with True. Seth Rollins and Miz here, and they let them go first on the pay-per-view, and they let Elias open with a segment so that Seth can really get a big pop. Let Elias go long, making fun of wherever this pay-per-view is, and then have Seth enter, and that's the match. It's I in really Chicago, think. I'm pretty sure. Is that right? Then yeah. I, I really hope they do that. I mean, uh, John Pollock floated out the idea this week on Post Wrestling that if you're going to have a character make some digs at CM Punk, 
It should oh. be Elias because you can yeah. mask it in the fact that he's talking about music. That is a great call, the actually. The punk sucks. Yeah. Punk is dead. It's useless and talentless. Yeah. And, wow, that's kind of interesting. It's, a good it's call, uncoordinated but, yeah. and awful and blah, blah, blah. Like, you could, you could just criticize his entire MMA run and mask it in music criticism. <laughs> it's true. And that would get enormous heat and a huge pop for Seth. Who has long been thought of as like a CM Punk that corporate controls? Yeah, that's, you know? I think that's so. A, there's some irony in that as well. Who's winning this? Is uh, Seth defending? Well, Seth could, if they wanted to, like not go the Roman Reigns route for SummerSlam. Mm. Then Seth could be in like a number one contender multi match next month at Extreme Rules. Definitely true. And win that and and drop the title here. I don't think I don't think if he loses I mean it's funny because the open challenge has not really been a, a lengthy gimmick for him at no. all. Gable, gender. Yeah. Is that it? It's been pretty brief. Yeah. There's been uh I'm forgetting someone, but yeah, anyway, yeah. we gotta but, move this along. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. But uh, like, if he were to lose it, I don't think he would be harmed in any way because he's just yeah. so over. It all depends if he's going to the main event picture. But or if not. he won and continued this open challenge thing and continued to have dynamite matches week after week, there's money in that too. So I think this one could go either way, just because I think they are so stubbornly locked in on Roman getting that title shot at SummerSlam. I'm gonna say Seth wins. Yeah, I I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, agree with you because I think that it's way more interesting. And they didn't do it with the Cena run, but I hope they do it here. I think if you're going to do the open challenge, it's way more interesting to lose that belt during an open challenge. I'd love to see that belt switch hands on Raw. I think that would be a boost that Raw needs. It would, like, add some vigor. People get some eyes back on the product. Maybe people have checked out. I mean, yeah, we I, I'm gonna. We talked earlier and last week about fatigue. Yeah. And the biggest example that I can give is, like, I'm sure just like me, you are in not one but multiple wrestling group chats. Well, I mean one with you, yeah. Have you noticed others. that those chats have significantly slowed yeah. lately? Like, but, but Dominion being an exception, but yeah, uh, on the WWE front, yeah. No, but nobody's talking about anything. Because well, I, I would imagine most people just are not watching. Omega Okada got a lot of talk. Of course, mind, of course. But yeah, yeah but besides Dominion. Yeah, yeah, and New Japan still gets buzz, but like nothing WWE is doing is blowing up my chats That's at for sure. all. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go uh, and say Seth Rollins retains here. Uh, I don't know that Elias needs a belt or even really fits one right now, so I'll say Rollins. Do you think this has potential to be a great match, though? No, but I'd love to be proven wrong. I, if you recall, Elias and Chris or uh, Cassius Ono had a, a match I quite liked in NXT. Elias has had good matches with Finn too. Dean's was all right. So yeah, I. What did you say? A great match. I. I don't think it'll a be a show stealer. No, is what I said. I don't think so, but I just think there's too much on this show. Like, you got AJ Nakamura, Zayn and Lashley, I think, could really deliver the two ladder matches. Well, this could be a backhanded compliment, but yeah, I think this could be the, the, the best match of Elias' career to date. Yeah, that, I think that that's on the table here. I'm not picking it, but I definitely think that's on the table. All right, let's move on. Uh, Bobby Lashley versus Sami Zayn. I think this is your sleeper match of the night, to be honest. If they give them the time and a clean finish, I think these two could, could get it done. Yeah, not really into this feud, obviously. Well, I don't think be? anybody is. No. They had a pretty good segment on the go-home, though. That was the... It was weird because when the setup was there, it was like, oh, you're going to run an obstacle course? I was like, this is going to fucking suck. But Bobby Lashley is so freakishly athletic. And it played on his military background. That's right. Yeah. So I actually thought it weirdly worked. What and did you also, think? And also just like I did love Sammy like positioning himself above all 
soldiers and <laughs> members of the army to be like, an elite level soldier can run this course in six minutes. Yeah, he prohibits. I did it in five. I, I think didn't he did even it, break a sweat. I think he did it like a minute and a half. Didn't he? It was like 90 <laughs> seconds. I think he said it in seconds. Yeah, it was, uh, uh, it was so hilarious. I thought this segment actually weirdly kind of worked. But the yeah. crowd was super into it. Yeah, but the, the feud isn't any good. So. It, now, like we said a couple weeks ago, part of the problem with this feud is that we've already seen Lashley clown on Zayn in the ring for months on yeah. end. If they give them a competitive match that gets time, I do agree this has potential to be pretty great. Do you think Lashley, there's a chance here Lashley just runs through him less than five minutes? I think yes, just given how stacked this card is and yeah. something has to be short. Sure. This might be your candidate there. I think that would be a huge waste, though. What are you, What is the purpose of using Sami Zayn in a role like this if not to let him have great matches? So you've got Bobby Lashley here? Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, same here. Uh, the SmackDown tag titles are on the line as the Bludgeon Brothers, Harper and Rowan, are taking on the Good Brothers, Gallows and Anderson. Uh, you've talked a lot, and I think very correctly, about these sort of hoss battles that you can see sort of developing amidst the tag divisions. I think this is your first one of those uh, actually coming to fruition. Are you excited for this match? Yeah, even if it's just really Gallows versus Harper that yep. I'm excited for. Yep. Uh, I think this has potential. I think this ends in a schmaz, though. This is another match that I think has potential to be very short. Yep. Uh, a spot where we really just set up next m- month extreme rules match that'll probably be a multi-team and you're probably going to introduce Sanity if not yeah, I would say Sanity probably debuts during this match. Yeah, uh, I kind of have the same link. They love to save the shit for TV, which is kind of beyond me, even though they don't advertise it. But I'd love to see Sanity show up here. That said, I still feel like, and I brought this up on the show a couple times, they don't let the Bludgeon Brothers wrestle. Like, yeah. they don't get... We talked about that with the Usos feud. They never really yeah, they had, had what, three, the match. Yeah, they had three matches, and they're all under eight minutes or something. Yeah. So, But uh, if you do end it in a schmoz, I think that's beneficial to the Good Brothers as well, because yeah. really, Gallows and Anderson got hot-shotted into this position, yep. and if you give them a longer build to next month's pay-per-view... That's probably beneficial for all. Yeah, parties keeps involved. them in play. Yeah, I wouldn't hate to see that. I think those teams match up kind of weird. Bludgeon Brothers and Sanity. Like, I'd almost rather the Good Brothers win and then Sanity attacks them or something. I think we're gonna get a multi-team match though. Like, On that, extreme like rules, Extreme yeah. Rules lends itself to that. Pretty yeah, well. I hope they have the Usos in it. Uh, let's move on here, Justin. I don't have a ton to say about this one. Roman Reigns versus Jinder Mahal. I'm picking Roman Reigns to win because I've seen the show before. Yeah, I think uh, this is going to be uh, a match that Roman obviously wins. Yeah. I think the crowd is going to shit all over this. Yeah. And I think this is uh, kind of the the opposite of uh, Bobby Lashley and Sami Zayn mm. in that I don't have high hopes for the match, but I will say the feud has been pretty good. Yeah. I mean, I've talked about it week after week. Yeah. I think Jinder's doing good work right now. Yeah. I really, I think he's been great on the, the road to this show. Uh, I agree. Uh, I just feel like Jinder's being good in the exact same way I saw him being good on SmackDown last year. I'd like to see a little evolution. Like when he subbed in Samil and he's like, okay, tonight, oh no, it's actually Samil. I was like, I, I've I seen think, you do this exact but thing But he before. teased the great Kali there in a way that I thought was excellent. It was hilarious. I'm just saying we've seen him like sub in the Singh brothers for of like course. an advertised match before. Of course. I'd like to see some new dimensions brought to throw, maybe. Throw the Singhs to the lines. He's done that for sure. But I, I just think he feels like a bigger deal on Raw in part because there are hmm. more big deal opponents to pit him up against. And in that way, like, I think this is a great use of Roman. And Like, I, I think... Jinder gets more out of this than Reigns does, yeah, obviously. I it's a time filler feud for Roman. Yeah. But it, even if he doesn't win, I think Jinder has acquitted himself very, very well here. And his time on Raw is going to be uh, a, a pretty good run, I, yeah, mean, I think. It's weird that I don't disagree with you that he feels bigger on Raw, despite having literally the world title on SmackDown. 
Another one, Justin. Gosh, this one, a bit of booking hell here as Carmella's defending her SmackDown Women's Championship against Asuka in a feud that drives me bananas. Can we address some rumors here? Yeah, please. Uh, There was a gentleman who was booked for a match in China this weekend who had to drop out very, very late because the rumor mill says he has been contacted by Vincent Kennedy McMahon and re-signed by WWE. Who could that be? The man who bailed Carmella out at last year's Money in the Bank, Mr. James Ellsworth. No. If Carmella does escape with the title, I think it's because Ellsworth returns to help her do it. It's a better spot than having him come in during the women's Money in the Bank again. That's a lot to take in. That's funny that he'd be back on Money in the Bank. That's interesting. Uh, I, and I think it would help her act also. Here, she misses him. Yeah, I, I agree with that, actually. I'll say this. I'll say two things. I know we don't have a ton of time here, but the the Charlotte beats Asuka, but Carmella beats Charlotte just doesn't sit in my stomach well with me mm-hmm. at all. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. So if they give Carmella a way that she can cheat her way out of it, but I, I just don't understand how the belt could be better on Carmella than Asuka right now. I don't feel like the chase is hot. I don't feel like Carmella's good enough to be the champion right now. Her character and her personality is right there. But, but she, the work is not. She hasn't even hit mediocre in ring yet. Like, yeah. she's not even serviceable. Sonya Deville shown on Raw this week. Do you say shined or shown? Uh, shined, probably. Whatever it is. She did that uh, this week. Uh, on SmackDown, sorry. And, uh, and I was like, how is Carmella so much worse than Sonya Deville? Like, Carmella's been around. She has the fucking belt. Like, so I, I actually hope she drops it here to Asuka. But if this Ellsworth thing exists, I, I guess that would be the way to do it. If she beats Asuka clean, I might be done. I think the way to have her to lose it is to again, have, have probably a multi-woman match where the yeah. work rate can be there because she's not the only she's person. She's just taking shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, if she wins via nefarious means, I don't hate that. And she probably will because Asuka made her tap on the go-home. Who are you picking here? I'm going to say Carmella sneaks it out and James Ellsworth returns. I'm going to I'm gonna pick Asuka, especially on a Money in a Bank card. I feel like people cashing in on Asuka is more interesting. I just think SmackDown takes the briefcase on the men's side and Raw takes it on the women's. Oh, I hadn't even considered that. So we'll I think you're right about that. I'm still going to pick Asuka, but I think actually you maybe just outfoxed me there. Let's talk about the, the women's uh, Raw picture. Nia Jax, Ronda Rousey, the title. This is probably going to be the main event. It, it, yeah. It very well could. It yeah. probably should. Do you think so? I mean, maybe not from a work rate perspective, but in terms of pure spectacle, like – Despite her greenness, how raw she is, uh, nice. never mind what brand she's on. Hey, now. Uh, <laughs> Ronda's still the biggest star. Yeah. She is the money attraction. I wonder about that as a match closing night, because I think this is going to suck. Yeah. Uh, Nia versus, yeah, I really do. I, I, and that isn't because I don't think Ronda's coming along or whatever. I, I just don't see Nia Jax as like a dance partner that's going to really... If this was like Ronda Charlotte, maybe. Yeah. But like Nia, Nia's had good matches here and there. Asuka, multi-women matches she does well in. I just... I would be very surprised if they hadn't been rehearsing this match for the last like four weeks, you know? Yeah. I hope it delivers. But who's winning, J-Mo? Um, I know that like three weeks ago on Keep It or Kick It, you asked me if Ronda should win, and I said no, it's mm-hmm. too soon. I don't know that it is. Yeah. I honestly think, you know, look, she's the biggest star. And and are there more deserving champions on the roster? Absolutely. Yeah. But they booked themselves into this scenario, and I don't really see a way out of it where she loses her first big singles match. Like, this is her first yeah, that's weird singles match, yeah. basically, yeah. which is crazy. Uh, I'm going to pick Nia here. I think 
Natalia gets involved, turns on Ronda, and and then it's Ronda versus Nia at SummerSlam, maybe, or maybe even like a triple threat between them, because Natalia can sort of help carry be a conduit between those two, maybe. Okay. okay. Uh, so I'll pick Nia to retain here, but I totally see where you're coming from there. Like if you're gonna pay that money for Ronda, I just think the belt. I just think if we're going to get the the betrayal from Natalia on Ronda, it's because this undeserving bitch who walked in here out of some other industry uh. into a profession she never even cared about her fucking second choice who doesn't belong here took the title that I deserve and have worked my entire life towards. I think you're ahead of me again here. So you're thinking Ronda beats Nia, not, Natalia comes out to like celebrate or something and, and turns on does her? does the Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn yeah, finish. That, you might be right about that. Especially eh? if she wins money in the bank on the women's side. And Natalia is a, a bigger sort of shoe in for a better match. I don't for think SummerSlam. she cashes in night of. Do you? Oh, that's a possibility. Do we get a night of cash in? Especially, I of that. especially if this match main events, that could be how they go off the air. But I think they would want to go off the air with Ronda celebrating. So you're seems. picking Ronda. I'm picking Nia. Yeah. But let's talk about that women's money in the bank match, which uh, consists of Ember Moon, Charlotte Flair, Alexa Bliss, Becky Lynch, Natalia, Lana, Naomi, and Sasha. Wow, about half those people are not very good. I feel like the expansion uh, from six to eight is a dilution in some ways. Who could? I think on the men's side, not as much. On the women's side, definitely. Yes. Um, this. Because, like, you know, obviously you, in some of these matches, in the big, like, schmozzy ladder matches that we've had at WrestleMania over the last several years, whether it's for the IC title yeah. or what have you, there's bodies in there who are just catchers, you know? Luke Harper. Somebody is in that match just to catch somebody out yeah. of the sky. Yep. But I don't trust Lana to do that. <laughs> No. I don't trust. You, <laughs> you know? don't even have Nia in this match. Exactly. I'm almost surprised they didn't put Tamina in just as like a tall person to like catch Alexa Bliss off a ladder does, or something. Does Tamina even exist anymore? I hope not. But uh, <laughs> I hope she's in jail with her father. <laughs> she's in the oh, what's wait, the quantum away, zone or whatever. What's the the thing that like uh, Superman villains get oh. trapped in? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in there she's in like a little pain that's just floating through space. <laughs> she's having her Han Solo carbonite moment. Exactly. Uh, Jayma, who's winning this money in the bank? Uh, it's too soon for Ember. Yeah. Though I do like her. I think Sasha could take it if they want to go on the babyface side. Mm -hmm. But a babyface with money in the bank doesn't typically work all that well. Alexa feels like she'd be the best with it, right? But I don't. Like she's been on top yeah. for like two years in a row. I'm actually picking Becky Lynch here. That's a good choice. I think that... Uh, she's been out of the main picture for a while, and I think people are ready to get her back in there. And you haven't seen her against Charlotte, Carmella, or Asuka, who are supposedly the top of the card. Well, Charlotte is not on her show anymore. Oh, right. Sorry, I've been mixed up again. But, um, but like... Still, they, like, fresh matchups with somebody who's over. Do you want to um, see Becky versus Carmella? No. Yeah, but neither. I don't want to see any of these people against Carmella. Yeah, Naomi. That's true. Like, who's I just think Natalia with the title yeah. turning or with the briefcase turning heel and becoming uh, the top heel on Raw with the case yeah. is a, is the best use of her and probably the best use of Ronda. You know, it, it's almost a shame because Carmella still feels like the best person for money in the I bank. I know, right? <laughs> like it's, it's I so know. bizarre. It's like a god. If only she could have held the title for years at a time or the briefcase rather. But uh, we are into overtime here, so you were correct that uh, we were going to need some extra time. Well, we only have two matches left here, J-Mo. Let's talk about the men's money in the bank side. Braun Strowman taking on Finn Balor, The Miz, Rusev, Bobby Roode, Kevin Owens, Samoa Joe, and one member of The New Day. 
Uh, I will, do you like that we don't know which New Day guy it's going to be? I think it's great. I, I think it's a, a fun twist. I think they can. I hope they tease it during the show. Show the three of them like discussing backstage the advantages of each. Yeah. Uh, I think it's really fun. What do you think? I, I do like it. When yeah. it first was announced that the like it could be any one of the three of them, I'm like, well, this is dumb. Yeah. But now you know, it's like you could like there's a Hoss battle that I would want to see if you put Biggie in there. Like you know, I'm a Biggie versus Braun believer. I definitely I've always want. Wanted to yeah, see that. that's that's a. Fun Fun moment, uh, but if we don't get that, like Kofi is obviously money in ladder for the matches, ladder spots, yeah. and then if it's Xavier, I would feel great for him yeah. that like the one guy that would probably be third on the pecking order who, of who you would want to see in this match would get his chance to shine in a match like this. And I always feel like whenever they put Xavier in a spot to shine, he always delivers in a way that you don't expect him to. Besides wrestling, I agree with you. Besides answering an open challenge. Yeah, also, well, no, and that match with Jinder in that U.S. title tournament. Yeah, but, but I just mean like when the I New Day that, have yeah. had matches where he is one of the two instead of being on the outside, those matches always over-deliver in a way you don't that, expect. Uh, I and I could see th- like working some ladder spots around his uh, rope walk elbow. Like If he did a rope walk elbow to the outside yep. through a ladder, I'd be super into that. That's a great call. Uh, do you think the member of the New Day is winning this? No, absolutely not. No, who do you think is winning the this? The Miz. Yeah. Because I think Daniel Bryan becomes champion at SummerSlam, and Miz versus Daniel Bryan is... Your program that you build to from SummerSlam right through WrestleMania. Let me say two things here. I'm way ahead on my booking, as you can yeah, tell. Hey, uh, more plan than WWE seems to use. I- I'll say this. I think you have a lot of good options in this match. Oh, absolutely. Uh, I think Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens are both like unbelievable candidates for... Kevin Owens is the ideal person to have the briefcase. Born for it. As far as characters born go. Born for it. And then, again, we talked about, like how much we are dreading the possibility of a Brock versus Roman SummerSlam main event if Braun takes the case and explicitly states in advance, I am turning this match into a triple threat by using my briefcase opportunity. That saves us from having to endure that. I agree, but I feel like you can get there without the case for Braun. I don't think Braun needs that much to be inserted into that triple threat. That's probably true, but I'm trying to come up with a way that we can avoid... The scenario that we are not looking forward I, to, oh, I agree in much there, the man. same way that Seth helped us avoid it back in, at WrestleMania 31. I, I fully agree with you there, man. Like you, you're not going to catch me. Uh, so but I, I do think the best use of this is the Miz against Daniel Bryan. That's the number one heat magnet. That is the number one program that we all want to see. And Miz with the briefcase. Look, he has been excellent as a heel with the IC belt for as long as he's had that over the last yep. long while. Give him something major to really bite his teeth into. It is time for the Miz to be, you know, the top the guy, guy yep. the guy. Give him the fucking briefcase. I want to see it so bad. Um, I'm actually going to go with uh, a member of the New Day. Oh. oh, no, there's no way both go to SmackDown. Hmm. Well, good Lord, I hope it's not Bobby Roode. Uh, you know what? I, I don't really have a great read on this one. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna pick Kevin Owens because I'd like to see it. So uh, yeah, not wanna... based off of much, but I, I think he might be like an all-time Money in the Bank guy. And I think again, you can get to Ms. Daniel Bryan whenever you want easily. Now I do like I, yours because again, he... I think Owens is a guy who can tease a cash in. 
yeah. for the like the full year. Full year. He could go, and I think I think he could be. I mean it. He could be like an all time. So I'm gonna pick Owens because I don't have a good read on this, and it's what I'd like to see. Although I think Joe would absolutely home run it too. I think it'd be a surprise if Owens did win, but it'd be like the best surprise. Yeah. Let's move on to the final match we got to cover here, JMO. As I think it's their fourth match, AJ Styles and Nakamura. Is that right? Nah, Greatest Royal Rumble doesn't really count. Third. And one of them was a TV match. Can I can I be a pedantic moron here for a second? Yeah. This stipulation drives me insane. When we've night. already seen them both lose by not being able to get up. Like The road to this stipulation has made no sense. Also in the fact that it we crazy. are going to have a one-on-one match with a clean finish because we haven't been able to get that to determine how we're going to solve this problem. The exact same finish can happen in this match yes. that happened last week. They both get nutshotted and it's a 10 count and neither can get up. Like now, the exact same thing can now, happen. Now granted Nakamura cheated to win that SmackDown match, uh-huh. but we still got a clean finish. Yeah. Which was the whole point of yes. this stipulation in the first place. I mean, a relatively clear finish, but I hear you. So none of this build has really made a ton of sense, but this is still a match that I am very much looking this forward to. This has to deliver, right? This has to be their match, mm-hmm. uh, their WWE match. So who you got winning it? It's got to be Nakamura. Yeah, yeah, it's like, got to be. AJ as the champ has been fantastic, yep. and I would very much like to see his reign continue, just out of selfish reasons, because I love the guy. Of course, yes. But if Nakamura doesn't win this, where does he go, you know? And that was roughly 15 minutes. No, that was way more than 15 about minutes. 15 that might have been our longest round ever. Yeah, it was ever. about 15 minutes. I think it was exactly 15 yeah, minutes. It was 25, 30. Yeah, it was about 15. Uh, J-Mo, <laughs> do you want to jump into a game I like to call Keep It or Kick It? Let's do it, bud. All right, J-Mo. What I do for Keep It or Kick It is I write up a little list here, sometimes 20 to 25 items, just random things from the world of wrestling that come to my dumb brain. And I say them to you, Justin, and you must tell me if you want to kick it, which means you hate it, you despise it, you never want to see it again, or you keep it. You like it, you love it, you want some more of it. Justin, do you understand the rules to Keep It or Kick It? I do. Then you know what time it is. It's time to hit the music! Justin, keep it or kick it. A Bubba Ray Dudley solo return. Uh, yeah, he's been good. Like, uh, everything that I've heard about him in Ring of Honor right now is that he's doing very well. And I, I still like the guy. I think he retired in Ring of Honor. I watched That was an angle. Oh, was it? Yeah. It was, it was that, it was, the Briscoes versus him and Dreamer? Yeah, it was, that was fake. No. Uh, fake news, bud. Shit. So, you uh, got worked. Look at you. <laughs> I'm big time Mark. I'm going to say keep it because that was what we never got from the Dudley's return yeah. that we always wanted. So true. So, give it to me now. Keep it. Dalton Castle is Ring of Honor champion. Mm, I, I like the gimmick. It doesn't feel like top guy material. And I, I like his work rate more than most, I think. especially Certainly more than you. Certainly more than me, yeah. But even I, at this point, I'm probably going to go. There's, there's something about the promotion right now that feels second rate. Definitely, and, yeah. And it's a stale. Co- it's like stale, basically. Yep. And he's part of that, probably. So so kick it. As much as I... You it know, pains me to say that, but kick it. Who loves Marty Skrull more than me? I really think Ring of Honor needs to get away from just... Women, probably. <laughs> Women and me like Marty Skrull the most. Um, but I, I really feel like they need to distance themselves from Dalton Castle and Bullet Club at the top of their card and let this like some sort of new class emerge uh, at the top of Ring of Honor because it feels like New Japan minus right now. But, yeah, but I also feel like NXT is like killing Ring of Honor also, right? That's like that next wave of guys who would rise up through Ring of Honor are all just skipping it and going right to NXT. There's something to that. That's probably the biggest reason why ROH feels stale. Dennis Rodman on screen in WWE. Oh, uh, kick it. Liv Morgan. I mean, LeVar Ball was on screen in <laughs> WWE in the last year. The man. It was the worst segment ever. Liv Morgan. Um, mm, keep it. 
Yeah, you know, I think she's had creative and inventive spots within her matches, which we've talked about at length over the course of the last year that we've been doing this show now. So, yeah, I'll say keep her. After Money in the Bank, sometime within the month, Roman Reigns beating Seth Rollins for the IC title. That's the most disgusting thing you've ever said. Kick it big time. Unless it swaps them, and now Roman's your IC champion, and Rollins enters the main event. But you already kicked it. It's too late. No, I I just don't want to see. Yeah, fair. Seth beats Roman. I agree. It's rock, paper, scissors of the shield. We all know this. Marty Skrull being the eventual leader of Bullet Club. (sighs) Kenny leaves? Yeah. Kenny leaves the company, or Kenny leaves Bullet Club? Kenny leaves Bullet Club. Um, Let's say the elite break off for the sake of this, and Cody. And then we do Cody versus Marty? Something like that. Yeah, I could see that. Sure, keep it. A $20 WWE Network subscription that has Raw SmackDown Live live. Ooh. Would you pay for it? Yeah, maybe, because then cable would be a thing of the past. I already get my NHL for free. Whoa. Uh, not, well, I mean, I get it for free because I work for the well, company, on, but I get it online. I stream that online. Hey, I'm going to talk to our producer for a second. Edit that out, Jim. <laughs> Jack yeah. Gallagher. Yeah, I'll keep it. Jack Gallagher is cruiserweight champion. Uh, they could use him in a more prominent role than what they've been doing, I think. Though, I don't know. I haven't really watched 205 for the last like month and a half since WrestleMania either. So, sure, keep it. The return of B pay-per-views. Like, the sing- brand single, yeah. single brand? Yeah, if only because I feel like a bunch of stuff gets lost in the shuffle. And also the weight between these shows, at least between Backlash and Money in the Bank was like punishing me long. So yes, keep that. Daniel Bryan is US champion. Ooh, keep it, yeah. Yeah. A Nikki Bello return. Keep it. Triple H versus Brock Lesnar feud. Uh, can Nikki Bella return and flirt with other men openly? Yes. That's her gimmick, is that she's like looking to find a new man Absolutely. Now. Even though I think her and Cena have patched it up. I mean, they never broke up. Yeah, the whole thing <laughs> was fucking work to begin with. Which is why we never talked about it on this yeah, show. Yeah, I saw a couple people like, why are you guys bringing this up? It's like, because I refuse yeah. to talk about it. Every other wrestling podcast has <laughs> yeah. been like, oh my god, Nikki and John, yeah. it's a, what a soap opera. It's a fucking work, you yeah. marks. Yeah. You got worked from Not the beginning. Not the hashtag good friends. We will never be fooled. I get fooled all the time. Uh, Triple H versus Lesnar feud. Oh, what is this? Two thousand three. So he wants he wants Brock to be there more often, and no one. You know what's funny? I just meant to say what is this? Twenty thirteen and two thousand three yeah. also works. <laughs> I it, screwed up, but I didn't. It didn't matter. It didn't matter at all. <laughs> so what is it, Jabo? Do you want it? <laughs> Kick it for sure. Mountain Dew kickstart. Oh. <laughs> keep more like keep start <laughs> your brain exploded when i said that <laughs> bobby lashley heel turn remember when kickstart sponsored the kickoff shows? i do yeah that was was amazing. Amazing. bobby kick- lashley heel turn yeah no no kick <laughs> that i mean what's it, not, it's not like the babyface run is working really <laughs> a ton but but there's not there's there's a, not enough baby faces on Raw right now. The Young Bucks break up, and their solo matches becoming the match on the Indies in 2019. Like Matt versus Nick? Yeah, that's right. I still, we've talked about, I don't know that I would be able to tell who's who. Matt has the sideburns. Yeah, but it would be like it, it, Jimmy versus Jay. <laughs> it's it's like, I don't know who I'm cheering for. Do you want to see it? Which guy has the upper hand? I don't fucking know. Uh, would it be a good match? Probably yes. I, I think their their money is together. I'll say kick that. The WLC returns? Just the WLC. Ah, keep it. Drew McIntyre and Dolph Ziggler together. I think it has uh, been 
misutilized or underutilized mm. so far. But the potential is there, so I'll say keep it. Uh, again, I try not chime in too much or keep it or kick it. These two seem to be the only people on the Raw SmackDown division, tag division, who get treated seriously. Like, everyone else is a comedy act, and they On get Raw, treated. you mean. What did I say? Oh, sorry. Raw and SmackDown. Sorry, SmackDown sorry. has serious tag Sorry, I mean Ron Raw. Everyone's comedy except for McIntyre and Ziggler. That really, like, the, uh, the, the... Anyway, bothers me. No, you're not wrong. Joey Janela to NXT. Yeah. Could be, could be good. It's it's tricky, right? I th- I think he still has a a lengthier indie run in him. I agree because I feel like he is just on the cusp of being kind of a known commodity to people who are not extreme smarts. That's right. Uh, so you know, there's guys who have been having indie runs like that for years now. I don't think he needs to be in the indies for that long. No, but he's still. I wouldn't say he's at the level where like people are WWE dying is, for him. Is it's Undeniable. Would you say he's above or below Matt Riddle in terms of like below? Indie high? Yeah, below. I, I agree definitely with that. below. Uh, the idea that Bret Hart is better than Ric Flair. <sighs> See, just say keep it or kick it. I'm. You know, I love promos. Like I'm a promo guy. Yeah, yeah. I like work right also. Uh, it's a mix of both that that really wins my heart. Then this combination was <laughs> really yeah. It's tough. <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna yeah I'm gonna have to side with Rick on this one, so I'll say kick it. That was hard. Why Leg did you drops. do that to me. <laughs> leg drops, like a like off, just just from, just the from leg. standing or from the top of the rope. Both. I think the top rope leg drop is a the most physically irresponsible move you can do to your own body, and b one of the coolest things I could <laughs> possibly see on TV. Does anybody but Cena do one? Fandango. Fandango. It's Fandango's that's finisher, right, that's and right. it, it's. Amazing! Yeah, it is really Every great. time he does it, it's like, dude, you are destroying your own ass. You will not be able to stand when you are <laughs> sixty years old. But you know what, Fandango, I love you for it. Respect. Keep, keep doing Respect it. Respect to Fandango. Keep it. Keep it. Top Mark's making it to a second birthday. Mm. Keep doing this every week. Your hell. Uh, of course, I want to keep that. There we go. I love you, bud. I love you too, bud. Cheers to that, yeah. bud. And finally. In 2019, WWE purchases Impact Wrestling. I thought you were going to say purchases Top Marks. <laughs> I would refuse. Top Marks on WWE Network. The show could never make the network. I'd say come sock once and it'd be off. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Done so. Yeah. And they'd, no, they'd bleep that. Oh, okay. Well, yeah, they, still... they curse on something else to wrestle. Oh, do they? Yeah. It yeah. just gets bleeped. Um, do you want them to buy Impact? Buy Impact? Yeah, so they get the wrestlers and the video footage. No. Yeah, you'd rather have the competition. I think what Impact is doing right now, I'll save it. we got a question coming up in the mailbag that I can talk about what I want to say about Impact. So I'll say kick that. So that was keep it or kick it. Wonderful. And just I think we're ready to dive on in. Is there something you want to say about Chris Hardwick before we get to round number two? That you love him, right? (laughs) I hate Chris Hardwick. Time for round (laughs) number two. Round two, fight! Dominion! Dominion! 
Dominion. 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 That's what I watched this. Now, Just I got to tell you. So Friday night, I text you and I say, oh, shit, we made a mistake. It's actually tonight. Uh, and I told you I didn't think I could stay up to watch it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I said, I think I can. And then I fell asleep at 11 o'clock. <laughs> so you were not even close. No. I fell asleep at about 1130 on my couch, not meaning to. Mm-hmm. And then I woke up, thankfully, because I'd been drinking and I had to take a piss. And I woke up at like 3.10 in the morning off my couch and remembered that it was Dominion. I turned it on, and it was Jericho and Naito were starting. Oh, perfect. And I was like, my bladder is a fortune teller. Like, this is amazing. Uh, And then I did watch the rest of the card the next morning. It was, you might say, your... Destino hey, to hey, watch that match. That's why we pay you the big bucks to do this show. Do we? That's well. Do we? Does four, anyone? 40 bucks a month. Oh, some people do. <laughs> Not much. Uh, Justin, that's that's why they do it, though, for, for things like that. Justin, where, where should we start on this card? How about we fly through I'll, the... I'll uh, be honest right now. Be honest. You know, you know I never want to be... Don't lie to me. Peter Rosenberg. Don't do it. Uh... I didn't. I only watched the main event here, and it's not that I didn't want to watch this show. Sure, I very desperately do. Yeah, it's that I have a new job in some respects That's that right. I might be able to talk about more next week. Sure, that is keeping me very occupied. Of in, course, in, in ways that I did not expect. Yes, uh, I I'm not really sleeping lately, which That's you okay. would think I would have more time to watch wrestling. But I don't, because I'm just napping at opposite ends of the day. I'm oh, not sleeping good. for eight hours straight. It's a good way to stay I just healthy. have a four-hour block at one end and a four-hour block at the other end, and I got no time for wrestling in between. But I did find time to watch Omega Okada, and I know the results of the rest of the show, even okay. though I wish I hadn't had sure. anything spoiled. Yeah. It just wasn't feasible for me to dodge spoilers, unfortunately. So... I want you to tell me about these matches, sure. and then we can do a deep dive into the main. Sounds great. Uh, even then, I only want to top, touch on the top half of this card. The the bottom half tags don't... Uh... Yeah, it's one of the funny things that I keep hearing is this argument that New Japan is sexist for not having women and oh, like, yeah. needs to have women. Yeah. First of all, there are a fucking million Japanese companies for women's wrestling specifically. I think there was actually only 900,000, but your point is, is taken. Secondly, <laughs> even with an only male roster... New Japan is completely incapable of having a show that is shorter than five and a half hours. No more people. So what, are you some kind of maniac (laughs) that you want every New Japan show to be like eight hours long? It would kill me. Yeah, it's already already quite the... It it and WWE just need to take some lessons from NXT. Brevity is the... Spice of life. Yes, that's what they say. So let's talk about... uh, Okay, so we both... Let's just get this out of the way. Michael Elgin won the Never Championship. Man, fuck that guy. Who do you hate more, him or Chris Hardwick? Mm, Can they, like... Get together and abuse each other emotionally yeah. and physically. In a, vo- in a volcano. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, so Michael Elgin wins. I didn't watch this match, not out of protest or anything. I just didn't watch this match. Yeah, this is like one of – it seems like they are loading up on Gaijin champions yeah. in time for this Cow Palace show in exactly. San Francisco. That's exactly it. But it doesn't – like, this is the only one where it's undeserved, right? Well, like Elgin's going to get treated like shit in the Cow Palace. And also, like, why would you take this title off of Goto? Yeah, it's. I, I agree with you on, on all fronts. I don't have much else to say about this because – I didn't watch it, but I just thought it was worth mentioning that he now holds the title. So, shame on you, New Japan. Yeah, fuck that. Uh, then we'll move on to the heavyweight division of uh, of uh, New Japan's tag division. Wow, my brain just exploded there. As the Young Bucks take down Evil and Sonata. Which I think I said they would last week. Yeah, and, and it's weird because... You tried to talk me out of it and I almost did. succeeded. I did. 
Uh, but I said, what's the point of moving them up if they're not going to win? I, and I think that that proved to be correct. Uh, after uh, going back and watching this match, this is a barn burner. This also, is a, like the junior tag division was so much more over than the heavyweight tag division anyways. That is weird, eh? Like the heavyweight tag matches on the shows that I've been watching since I've been watching New Japan feel relatively meaningless That's and inconsequential. The worst division in yeah, New Japan, Yeah, so right? the Bucks like can do a lot to fix that problem. Yeah. This is a good This match result. was super fast. Uh, Sonata is, I think I said on the show last week, that I thought Evil might sort of outshine him in ring sometimes. Mm-hmm. Not in this match. Uh, I thought Sonata was all over the place. Uh, some elbows in the corner that just looked brutal. I love Sonata, man. Yeah. He's the, great. Uh, I'm just saying that I was wrong and underrated him, certainly in this week. The, the, the Young Bucks, of course, it's so funny that they used to, and certainly by me included, get critiqued for their, their lack of selling. I thought their selling was actually really good in this match, and it was the same at the, the Wrestle Kingdom match, so maybe they've heard some of their critics and are moving along. Uh, let's go to the IWGP Junior Heavyweight Championship, as uh, we predicted. Hiromu Takahashi takes out Will Ospreay and reholds that, sort of breaking the, the Gaijin Champions thing, but a lot of new people winning belts on this show. Dominion was sort of a, a new beginning, if you like. And well-deserved. Uh, Hiromu, yeah. I think, has been a star... Like one of one of my favorites immediately. Yep. Like there's just something so compelling and charismatic about him. There's he, something sort of childlike about him, don't you think? He's got like the sort of weirdness that is, I think, part of the appeal of uh, Shinsuke Nakamura. Right. But like in in a more, I don't want to say a more focused way. Okay. But like in a, in a way where like it's not just the physicality and kind of. Um, bizarre charisma that draws you in like he backs it up by being an astonishing worker as well it's funny I've never drawn that comparison before or even really seen it done before but they both sort of have like a flamboyantness that I think you can compare exactly. and like definitely something sort of like oddball so I actually I'm kind of down with which the which is like super compelling in a way that like mm-hmm. most gimmicks are not yeah I agree uh, this match was uh, a barn burner Again, it was extremely good. I'm sure you saw the the gif of uh, Osprey coming flying off the ramp at Takahashi. I mean, that was really great. There's a moment where they're both hitting the ropes, crisscrossing, and they're both like ducking clotheslines. I mean, it it really it's what you would expect from this junior heavyweight division at this point. Do really you, fast, really hard hitting, great stuff here. Do you want Osprey to make the jump to heavyweight now? Because I don't. That's a great I mean, question. there's probably more compelling matches for him there that he hasn't had yet. I'm liking Osprey less and less. It's weird. Just like, because you like his personality. But that does play and in. I, and I can't pretend that it doesn't. Um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> like, to me, it's like... What's the heavyweight matchup like, you're dying Like, we watch WWE, even though I just talked about how I yep. have been watching it yeah, less lately. I watch WWE. It's not because, like, the people disgust me, but, like... I cannot make the case. Look, I we, I had this conversation with with our friend Brendan this week sure. when he was giving me shit for you know backing Alex Ovechkin despite his mm. obvious ties to Vladimir Putin. Right. I have no moral leg to stand on to say Alex Ovechkin, you fucking asshole! How dare you love and support somebody who is obviously evil but has clearly done everything in their power to make your life as good and easy as possible? Yeah, that's when, interesting. We watch wrestling every week, and WWE has contemptible politics up and down its lineup. Right at the top, especially. It's a fair point. I I don't think that I can make the conscious choice to watch WWE every week and then turn around and be like, 
you know, Will Ospreay is politically a piece of shit, oh, so I fucking hate him. I'm not saying, like, it, it takes away from his talent or even, like, my my able to recognize it. Like, I recognize how good he is, and I've never clicked with him all that much, even though in progress, him versus Skrull are, like, some of my favorite matches of two years ago. It, it's only just, I, I don't know, he doesn't click with me for, for whatever, I totally recognize how good he is in ring, and I bet him and Omega would be obviously a very good match, but I'm not dying to oh, see that. Oh, hell it. yeah. No, I am dying to see that. Yeah. That's two of the best workers that New Japan can give me. Fucking hook that shit right what else, into my veins, What else are you man. dying for at heavyweight for him? For Omega? No, oh, for, for uh, Osprey. Osprey. We already saw Okada, and it was pretty good. Yeah, I'd rather see him stay in the juniors. Um, Naito and him doesn't seem to like really get my juices flowing. Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be good, though. Or even just like Naito, other... Naito does need like a really good match right now. Other members of LIJ, though. Like, I, I would be down to see Sonata versus But they're Osprey. tagging, right? Like, yeah, I guess. So, but I, No, I, but I, Evil's going to move into this Jericho program. Yeah, that's true. So Sonata needs something, and Osprey could be that. Ishii Osprey? Eh. Yeah. I don't know. He oh. feels kind of bizarre to, to book right now. But, no, I'll, to answer your question, I, I hope he stays at junior and continues putting on Cracker Jacks and other guys who like to fly around. Worth discussing at the very I least. I agree. Uh, let's talk about the Intercontinental belt. I don't know if you, me, or anybody thought they were going to put it on Chris Jericho, but here we go. I mean, fuck, what did I say last week? I don't think he's going to win a single match in New Japan because why would he? I, but then here's what changed my mind on why this is a good idea. Sure. Uh, you love Winnipeg. Well, that is part of it, but... Uh, I didn't know that in his entire run in New Japan before he came over to WCW, he'd never won gold ever. That this is his first title that he's ever won in New Japan. I didn't know that either, but I probably would have guessed it, I think. Like, if, if I had known that when we were doing our predictions last week, I would have been like, yeah, it's a fucking gold watch. Give it to him. What do you think of this call? Uh, Chris Jericho as the champion of New Japan, Intercontinental champion. I like that they're counting it. Uh, like adding it to his WWE Intercontinental title. Right? Yeah, it's like, like he's a ten-time IC champ, even though this is his first time yeah. winning it. The real question is if when he comes back to WWE that they count it as well. No chance. I think they might though, man. They reference IWGP a lot more often now That's than they true. ever have before. That's true, dude. What have they done all week long? Talk about Kenny Omega all over their website, their social media, they upload and the, the network. Yeah. They are all over I just New don't Japan think, right I, now. I agree. I don't think they want to equate the belts, though. I don't want. I don't think they want to set the precedent that if you win that belt, it counts as winning there. I see. Yeah, I guess because then you have to do it with the world. That's too, what I right? mean, and it works backwards. Yeah, you're probably right. But, about that. but I get where you're coming from. I, I just want to say this match. What it may have lacked in, like on this card, it didn't stand out as like amazing work rate or whatnot. These guys on a card where you got Suzuki and Ishii exchanging blows. These guys worked unbelievably stiff. Like this is worth seeking out. Like but they like, are. There's no way they could have succeeded without it if they had yeah. tried to go the work rate route. No, right? Like they're surrounded not. by too much greatness yeah, on this card. This is the right way. But I mean, they they beat the hell out of each Absolutely. other. Absolutely. Um, I feel like Naito's. Losing I caught the end of this before I watched. Okay, cool. The main event. I feel like Naito's losing a little bit of steam right now. For sure. Uh, but he could get it back like this. in the G1. Well, I think he's Even if he loses the final in the G1, just making the final would give him so much momentum. I think again. he beats Omega, and then Okada wins the G1, and then they challenge, he challenges Naito for the belt at Wrestle Kingdom. Same headliner, but now 
one champ, different challenger. That makes sense. Um, I could see that happening very much. I liked this match, though. Over-delivered for me. I, you know how I like the stiffness, and I was so surprised by the, the result. I didn't get it spoiled. I woke up in the morning and just torrented it. And I just love, like, mall goth Chris Jericho. <laughs> what is this? <laughs> this? I, I don't know if I can say I can love it. And finally, Justin, the IWGP Heavyweight Championship of the World, two out of three falls with no time limit, with Kenny Omega finally... Finally, holding this title over Okada. Spectacular. You know what? I came into this thinking <laughs> that I had ruined it for myself by knowing the finish. Oh, sure. Yeah. And then the finish happened, and I was losing my mind. I like, mean, I, I love that the commentary was also, like, in a state of delirium okay, when tell you me, got I listened that. to a Japanese commentary. Oh, really? I was so tired. I don't know how to switch it on New Japan World. Maybe you can show me. I can. You need to be, It's on a completely separate thing. You can't do it within the video. Yeah, because when I click English, because it says English or Japanese, you click English, and it just changes the website yeah, to yeah. English. Yeah, so you need to find the video link that's English. Oh, okay. Anyway, that's me. Uh, re- regardless. I don't mind the Japanese commentary, if I'm I being was honest. actually disappointed with the commentary early in this match because, again... I felt like this match started slow, mm. which I honestly liked the slow pace late in the match. I thought it was yeah. incredibly daring and awesome and something that I had never seen before, really, to have guys just constantly fucking up their moves because they are too exhausted, exhausted. to hit them. Wasn't that cool? It is so ballsy to make yourself intentionally look bad at the benefit of the match because you've given it everything you have. That third fall was about, and now you can say what you want, you woke up at 3 a.m., and maybe that's mm-hmm. kind of a special experience. I was so riveted for this. I need to be 100% clear. I think this was the the far and away best Omega Okada match. I mm-hmm. enjoyed this. Don't, don't get me wrong. The other three are very good. But not only was the start slow uh, from a work perspective, yeah. which I realize you got to build into it. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that you do, though, because you can earn the slowness later by going fast early, right? Mm. It's also, though, that the commentary was kind of, like, extremely chill oh, at the beginning, too. Okay. Like, I need some intensity. Yeah. I need, I need you to hook me on They're some level. They're figuring each other out here. Yeah. Can they get each other? I'll be honest. Timing? Like, this was an hour and 15. Yeah. For the first probably 15 to 20 minutes, I was eating lunch. Huh, I was yeah. going to the kitchen to fix myself a drink. I was standing on the patio to cool down. I was, you know, coming and going coming a little bit. Out, but yeah. about 15 to 20 minutes in... They got me, and I could not look away for the next hour. Okada getting that roll-up and then, like, returning to it late, and I bid on that, so I was like, oh, my God, he's going to win on the roll-up that he got the first pan win. The most impressive thing to me was the Rainmaker that he hit, but the but that uh, the on the flip off the uh, Lariat, Okada, or Omega's foot kicks him oh, in the yeah. back of the head. That, the like, coordination <laughs> to be able to do that while you're flipping off a clothesline in midair was incredible. I mean, here, I, I don't mean to sound like too much of like, WWE sucks and I love New Japan and I apologize if it's coming along this way, but but you're just not going to see this in WWE. You're not going to see two guys that good at wrestling wrestle for, what is hour and 20 minutes, something mm-hmm. like that. You're, you're just not getting it there. There's no breaks. There's no commercials popping up during matches. There's no... It was just... So distilled and special and pure and just, like, greatness. Here are two guys at the peak of their game, and they, I mean, do they have chemistry? I, I was mean, about to say, probably the the two guys with the best chemistry that anyone hmm. has ever had. Because, like, look, as much as we all loved that uh, Gargano-Almas match right. uh, back at TakeOver sure. in January... Like, those guys didn't save anything. They knew that yeah. this was their one match, that they were going to go to a different feud this out of this. This is a great point. That, like, that they, they put in 
every single spot they could possibly conceive of that their two um, move sets could combine into. Yeah. The fact that yep. Omega and Okada have done this four times, often for more than an hour. Like, their matches, even one Omega Okada match is more than twice the length of Almas Gargano. The, the third one's the only one under, like, 45 minutes. Yeah. That is... So the fact that they have been able to do this four times, yeah. often for over an hour, yep. and like come up with new things every time... It's bananas. It's impossible. Nobody else will ever do this again. I would just like to say that the the win finally coming, just like V-Trigger, one-winged angel in the middle of the ring, was sublime. A great choice by the both of them that like his moveset ends. It's always been the one-winged angel. I was freaking the fuck out. Like, it's Kevin Kelly was like euphoric. It sounded like he was like having an orgasm. Cool. That's cool. He was losing it. He just – it was one of those things where he kept repeating like – Rolls him up, rolls him up over and over again. And, like, you could tell that it just, like, it, it was everything to him. It was spectacular. So I thought the commentary team really sold the finish on this well. Nice. I thought it was the best possible finish, too, because that's probably yeah. the best-looking V-Trigger ever. Fucking took his I head actually, clean I had off. a similar thought, but it's weird because, like, do you say a move is good because it looks real, or do you say a move is good? Because I think it's kind of clear in that video shot. He just... Dives into Okada's head. Like yeah. He just knees him. He's like, oh, okay, this is the end of the match. We're going to do it. So, like, is that the best V-trigger? Is the best V-trigger the one that, like, misses and I looks realistic? I just, like, viscerally reacted by it, being yeah, like, I mean, he just fucking took his head off. And then Kevin him. Kelly goes, he just took his head off. <laughs> I'm like, ah, my man. Was this your favorite Omega Okada match? Yeah, for sure. It was, it was fantastic. And, yeah, how could you not be in love with this match? Whether it's the greatest match ever, I don't know. Dave certainly thinks so. Our our right. friend Blake Murphy also thought so in wow. Vice this week. I'm I'm I would have to reflect on yeah, that myself. I'm the same. I I feel in some ways, and I know we should have ended this round by now. But I have okay. just have one Finish last point thought, to yeah. make. Uh, I feel in some ways that this match is almost like. Return of the King in some ways. Okay. Where, like, because it's the finish that we've been building to for four matches now, it has this incredibly cathartic feeling where you have become so invested in these men over the course of yep. four hours yep. that you are just, like, ecstatic and over the moon with this result. But if you were to just bring someone brand new and be like, watch this match, and this is the first of the four matches that they'd seen, I don't know that they would come yes. out of it thinking this is the best match I've ever for seen. For that, you'd probably want to show them the third, but yeah. I think like if you've been along for the ride, this delivered in every How way could it not be the most cathartic thing? And that was roughly 15 minutes. Before we get into the questions, though... We're and not, I know we're we not have, going to the questions. I know, but I just want to make one more point here, and this, sure. is a, this is a presentation thing, this is a production thing. Go ahead. Uh, I loved the the constant camera angles and new japan does this wwe does, does never like never does this yeah uh, and i think it's partly just because of the design and architecture of north american arenas versus japanese domes basically sure they do these shots where the camera is positioned at the side of the apron looking up from under the bottom rope where you get to see the roof of the building yeah and that it creates shot is, this I know kind of like halo effect that makes the action feel Epic and larger than life, like yep. two gods fighting it out in the heavens, basically. Totally agree. Where, you know, I don't know that there's any arena in North America that you could shoot from that angle for WWE and get anywhere close to the same effect. And it's it's one of those things that's like... It's interesting. You know, as much as we want to talk about how WWE could probably stand to take some things from New Japan presentation-wise, I don't know that this is something that they would ever be able to ape just because of... 
North American architecture. Just because the way it is. Yeah, I think I'd like to be looking at like rafters and steel girders and shit instead of like (laughs) circles of lights and cool dome structures and whatnot. (laughs) That's actually true. JMO, we're jumping into a new segment here. Yeah? Yeah, we didn't have time to do a full 15 minute breakdown of this weekend's NXT TakeOver, but we're going to just give our picks. We're going to place our bets. We're going to place our bets in a segment we call. Take over under. Take over under, Justin. I love it so much. Justin, give me a, a pick and a one-line breakdown of Johnny Gargano versus Tomasa Ciampa in a Chicago street fight. It's got to be Ciampa, right? Yep. This has got to be like the heel going over, establishing himself as the biggest heel in the promotion, possibly in the company. I don't know that there's a greater heel on the main roster than Ciampa right now. Uh, uh, no one comes to mind. So, you know, this is the moment. Owens. I thought he would win the first match and the, and that Gargano mm-hmm. would move on. It is time for Gargano to move on. So, you know, uh, and I'll be sad to see him go because I don't know that the main roster is going to utilize him anywhere near as well as NXT. Yeah, they are not. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think uh, Ciampa wins this. And a perfect place for this feud to come full circle as well, Chicago, where it all began. I'm picking Gargano to win this match. Uh, I know that seems pretty stupid, just given the way things yeah, are lined you up. Dumb fuck. I just don't see the space for him on the main roster, and I think they have to. They recognize this one of like the great feuds for NXT, and if it's Owen two, it's not much of a rivalry. So I'm going to go with Gargano here. Let's jump over to. But it's not Owen two. Gargano won the first match. Okay. I feel like since this has really taken on life, having Ciampa take the last two feels anti-pro wrestling. The babyface eventually gets over on him is how I feel. Unless, but he already did get over on him is what I'm saying. He won the takeover match. But, but not for, like, do you not feel like it's a completely different feud than pre-injury? He won the post-injury match. He comes back. This is their third time since he's been back? No, he won the, the match at the last takeover. Gargano? Gar- yes. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, yeah, I'm totally... Yeah, okay, you're right. Has to be Ciampa here. Yeah, Already chokes you... him out with the knee brace. Yes! I had it in my mind so... You just had an aneurysm. Dude, no, I think it's up to, to Ciampa's credit. I genuinely do, that I've just that been like, listening to him talk. he feels so over. Yeah! Like, I, I, I agree with you. I, they have positioned him as being the top dog. Like, this whole This is going to go on last, don't you think? Yeah, probably. It yeah. did It did uh, the last one, even though it wasn't the title match. I'll flip. I don't think there's any way you put Lars Sullivan in the main no, event. No. Okay, I agree. Actually, I wouldn't but... even put... I would put Dream Ricochet About on that, yeah. after the title I match. I mean, that's my match here. But, uh, uh, yeah, sorry. But I, I think there is a chance that, in actuality, Dream Ricochet probably opens this show. I think I think it probably will. That, although NXT TakeOvers love doing the tag match openers lately, which is never a bad oh, go. Five-star ladder match opener at the last one. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh, so, sorry, I will go Ciampa. Wow, what a lapse in memory. But, again, a credit to Tommaso Ciampa that he's just been more prevalent and around. And, and also, you've been drinking all day because of the World Cup. God, that... Ronaldo hat trick has changed my life. Oh, soccer's uh, bullshit, but it's all rigged. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> you know it's fake, it's fake right? <laughs> yeah, it's fake. Do you uh, know soccer's fake? Alistair Black versus Lars Sullivan. Uh, I think this is probably Lars' first loss. Yeah, I agree. I think I think they can make a great match if they go about 12 minutes, let Alistair look really good, let Lars get in a ton of offense, but he sort of gets a black mass out of nowhere. Yeah, Lars has had some good matches over the course of this run. Multi-man, but yeah. I mean, the short one-on-ones, I thought the Chris Hero match was pretty good. Pretty stiff, yeah, that's a good point, like the elbows at each other. But, uh, but, that, but that match ended prematurely, probably because they just had nowhere else to go with it. I, I trust Alistair Black to get a very good match here, and and I don't think his time on top in NXT is anywhere near done. No, I get the same sense. I think he's like a next-year mania It's got to be Ciampa versus uh, uh, Black, Black next, yeah, right? Like, that has to happen. So, 
Um, We're both taking Aleister Black. Absolutely. Uh, Shayna Baszler versus Nikki Cross for the NXT Women's title. Do you think uh, Baszler retains and Nikki Cross goes and joins her friends in Sanity? Or? I don't know that Nikki... I don't think she can lose and stick around. You're probably right about that, and I don't think it's time for Shayna to lose either. Yeah. I want... If, if Shayna loses, it's, it's got to be to Dakota Kai. I feel like that's the long-term story. That's interesting. Not Kyrie? Um, I mean... That's a re. Yeah, no, yeah. I feel like the story that has been backburnered, but certainly is yeah. the is the big Shayna feud, is Dakota Kai. That they see in Dakota, kind of a a do over on Bailey in some ways, a little bit. That's interesting. But also they're tagging her with Nixon Newell yeah. too, so. Maybe she's just a women's tag person, and I'm putting too much stock in somebody who I think is very talented and charismatic. I think she's charismatic. I think she needs to improve a little bit. I like her in the tag team. I just like this feud because it feels like a a bully versus an underdog. That's right. That, like, is (laughs) unlike Alexa versus Nia, a power dynamic for this story that actually (laughs) makes sense and I can get on board with. Let's talk about the the tag team titles, the Undisputed Era. So we both have Shayna. Both have Shayna, yeah. Uh, I mean, I could not be more excited for this match. The Undisputed Era versus Lorcan and Butch, or Birch. This is going to be... Uh, there's going to be some uh, forearms hitting faces in this one. I love that this Lorcan-Birch pairing has just out emerged of out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. It, it is... I mean, only Lorcan even is a guy that I was just like, where is the upside I, here? I knew that he had the talent because everybody raved about oh, Biff, Biff Busick, Yeah, That he was like an unbelievable, undeniable star in PWG. I could not wait to see him debut in NXT, and he debuts with the name Oni Lorkin. <laughs> the worst name. And, he, and his look is like, he looks like a hobbit a little bit. Yeah, he's not the most attractive guy. He's, but he uh... has the work rate. Well, undeniable. He has, he's the Minoru Suzuki of NXT. Stiff as hell. Just, what moves does he do? Punch, kick, forearm? Suplex? Yeah. Like, but super meat and potatoes, rad. super rad. Uh, but I do have Undisputed Era retaining. Here. Yeah, I, I don't think that they can... Um, I don't know. I, don't, I was going to say, I don't know that they can drop the belts before uh, Fish comes no, back. No, they can't. But I don't even know who are you waiting for for that also, you know? That's kind of interesting. I just don't see them losing it to this team. Yeah. Even though I think this is going to be a hell of a match. Yeah, uh, I think every moment that Oni Lorcan is in the ring with Kyle O'Reilly is going to be dynamite. And every moment that the Undisputed Era has these titles and sunbathes with them, spectacular. Cool O'Reilly. Justin, are you ready to talk about it? Sure. For one line, at least. Ricochet, debut, singles, match, NXT. Takeover, Chicago taking on the one and only. Couldn't be better. Velveteen Dream. I mean, the the two segments that they did to build this, I'm, you probably saw. I saw the one got really popular. Where he did, yeah, I mean, I've seen all of it. It's uh, he's a superhero, man. This is this he is, is a real life superhero. This reeks of the the Velveteen Dream, Alistair Black feud, where it's like it only took a couple segments for this to feel important. These guys are on a collision course. I don't see Ricochet losing his debut match. I think Velveteen can eat the loss. I think you're probably right about but that. But I hope that these guys get some time. I hope you get 20 minutes, 25 minutes of these two. This is easily my most anticipated match of the weekend, if that wasn't clear. I don't know how you feel about it. But mm-hmm. uh, couldn't be more excited here, but I'm picking Ricochet. What about you, Jim? Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah. It, I feel exactly the same. This is probably my most anticipated match of the entire weekend. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it, Ricochet made, obviously, such a huge impression in that latter match. I mm-hmm. thought he was spectacular. Mm-hmm. He is the future of NXT. 
I mean, I think Dream is. I think he's the future of WWE in a lot of ways. Ricochet? Yeah, dude. I think Dream has more star power than Ricochet. I could see Dream at the top of the card much easier. I think Ricochet is like one of the most natural, compelling baby faces that they have. And I know that's something to say when you're on the same show right now as Johnny Gargano. Yeah, and Daniel Bryan on the main roster. He's just just so cool. Yeah. He's got the look. He's got the charisma. He can't really talk, but when you can do that kind of stuff, I, I don't need you to talk. A well, whole look at RVD lot. or yeah. uh, Jeff Hardy. Yeah, they, like those are two people who can't talk and just get over on in ring. And I know that you know, I think the problem right now with uh, with WWE is that like it's almost the opposite of New Japan in some ways, where like uh, you know the cruiserweight division. Like, the juniors are – they don't really have a purpose. There's no real reason for the junior division, for the cruiserweights to exist because everybody is outside. <sighs> it's not like you graduate out of the cruiserweights to the heavyweight division because really the heavyweight division in WWE is just Roman and Brock yeah. and no one else. Braun. Yeah. That's about it. So – uh, but I do think that we could get back to a place where, and it should be like this. It really should. For the company to be healthy and compelling and watchable week to week, you should get back to a place like 99-2000 where you have six to eight guys who can all conceivably be top guys yeah. on each show That's probably. That's health. And to me, Ricochet absolutely has potential to be one of those yeah. guys. Actually, as we go down this card, I think I'm more excited for it than I thought I was. E- each of these looks like something I want to watch. So uh, God bless NXT. JMO, before we jump into the mailbag, I just want to thank everyone for listening so far. Thank you if you've come along with us on this one-year journey. If you want to support us, please give us a like, a share, a subscribe. But it was brought to my attention this week that it can be very helpful if you want to submit our podcast to Reddit, R Squared Circle. We would greatly appreciate that because apparently that can be good for listener traction. And just rate and review the show on iTunes yeah. also. always like seeing those. All that. So uh, with that said, JMO, happy birthday and let's answer some questions. Yeah, time for some first anniversary birthday-themed questions. All of these are birthday-themed. and our well, first not, one Not comes entirely. Each and every one of them. Uh, <laughs> our first one comes to us from Best Candidate. It's former guest on the show at the underscore Zoobs, and he asks... What wrestling opinion of yours has changed the most in the last year? Uh, two things. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't think, like, I, this is not an opinion necessarily. Sure. But if you told me a year ago that, like, one year from now, you are going to be thoroughly invested in New Japan Pro Wrestling huh. to the point where you give them $12 a month every month and think nothing of it. Yeah, that's interesting. I don't eh? even I don't it's not like I'm like, you know, I'm not a rich man by any stretch. You're I should rich probably at, pinch my pennies a little better than y- I do. You're rich in friendship. But every time I get that email every month that's like uh confirming from PayPal my payment to New Japan World. Yeah. I'm always just – it makes me smile. Feel I'm always happy to be paying that because I love New Japan Pro Wrestling very much, and that is yeah. not something that I would have said a year ago because I ne- I had never even watched NJPW at yeah, all when we started wild. doing this show. I never really considered but that. But the biggest opinion of mine that has changed is uh, what I think of Impact Wrestling. Oh. Because I don't want to see them fold. I don't want to see them get purchased by WWE. This is great. I think right now yep. Impact is doing some of the most interesting things in the entire business. That they have, they are basically partnering with as many different companies as they can to create a super indie, not just for them, but for everyone. For Ring of Honor, for AAA, for CMLL, Lucha for Lucha Underground. Yeah. A, a system where 
any company that is not WWE can freely work together yeah. to raise the profile of everyone at the same time. Yeah, the co-promotion is very savvy. And in some ways, I think this is kind of the most interesting revolutionary thing going on in all of wrestling. Obviously, like All In is right up yeah, there yeah. in that boat as well. And I think well. even just to couple with your first point, I think the emergence and popularity of New Japan in this Omega era, at least as it pertains to the West... I think that's a story to watch in a very big way. For sure, but Don Callis being heavily involved yep. in Impact now, it kind of ties point. yourself to the rise of New Japan as well. To If you were to tell me a year ago that Impact is doing fascinating things that could alter the course of the future of professional wrestling, I would have told you to get the fuck out of I here. I think that's a stretch, but I get what you're saying. I don't think Impact's going to like alter the course of professional wrestling I do. Forward. I do think what they're doing is... Creating a more viable alternative yes. to WWE than has ever existed. It, well, not, maybe not ever, but not more cer- than WCW, certainly yeah. since certainly since the the collapse of WCW, or since maybe two thousand five six TNA. Yeah. Uh, oh, I didn't give an answer. Yeah, no, you yeah, didn't. Whatever. I gave two. What do you want us to know? Say something. Uh, mine's easy. It's Cody Rhodes. Uh, I thought he really would, even more than Seth Rollins. More than Seth Rollins, definitely. Yeah, because Seth Rollins, I I think you'll defend me here. I've always said he had the in ring. Like I've always said that he he can wrestle. I thought Cody Rhodes was okay on mic, decent charisma, mediocre in ring, and he was going to hit the indies and not going to be able to hang with anybody. I'm probably on the show saying that. Like when he put out that dream list, I yep. was like, you're not as good as any we of these guys. We did a whole round on that. If not our first episode, certainly our second. There you go. Um, whereas I still think the in ring isn't there, uh, especially in New Japan. But like much improved. Improved. But the the character work, I, if you would have told me that he was going to like grow to be like the heel in professional wrestling and like all in and all these, yeah. very, everything about Cody Rhodes is very punk rock. Like the ethos. It's uh, one so, thing yeah. to be like the number one heel in ring of honor. It's another thing to be the number one heel in the world. Yeah. And there is a compelling case to be made that he yeah, is that. Like him, Ciampa. There's, it's, you know, it's nobody on the main roster at WWE. So yeah, I, I would say mine's Cody Rhodes for sure. Uh, this one comes to us from Danger Boy 69420. He says, Happy birthday, boys. Thank you. Now that we're on the other side of Dominion, what is each of yours match of the year so far? I'll let you go first. That's a tough one. Unless hey? you want some thinking time. No, it's okay. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with Gargano Almas. So am I. Oh, really? Uh I, I think I would need to rewatch. That's how I feel too. Omega Okada Four to really get a handle on where I place it yep. in not just all time rankings, but uh, this year as well. I agree. I've only watched the one time at, at like three thirty in the morning. I've only watched the one time as well, and it was literally two hours ago. Yeah, uh, and, and <laughs> Gargano Almas is just like. There's a lot in that match. I don't know if you've rewatched it since. Like there is there's more in that match than you even think there is. Like not you in particular, but like it yeah. is it somehow is as good as you think it is. When I talked about, you know, the way that they put everything that they had into that one match and, yeah. and p- probably couldn't sustain over the course of time the way that Omega totally. Okada have that's not necessarily as big of a slight as it sounds because no. there are a ton of shocking spots in that match <laughs> where they are doing reversals of reversals, of in, reversals. A, in a way that's like they are basically having their third match as their first match. Yeah. Two guys who innately, though I guess for them that actually was their fourth match overall. Oh, just yeah, their I always first, forget that. Just their yeah, first yeah, pay-per-view yeah. match. So right. I guess in a way I was wrong when I said that. But I, I you think know what I'm talking stands. about. Your point totally stands. Um. Like, it's just like they are doing things where 
oh my god, these guys know each other so well. They couldn't know each other any better. That's right. Which is kind of amazing for a, a, a first major altercation like that. At the end of the year, my answer could change. It could go to Omega Okada 4, but, but as it sits right now for me. I think there are more shocking spots mm. in Almas Gargano. But what both have in common is tremendous storytelling that they return to within matches or that reference other matches that they've had. Anyway, I, I certainly agree. So, so, yeah, they're both at the top of the heap for really similar reasons, despite not being all that similar matches. Our next question comes to us from Brandon O'Connor at Bufferosi, who I'm looking at a banner he made right now. Can I actually change my vote on Match of the Year? Yeah. I'm going to go instead. I, I can't believe I slept on this and forgot it entirely. I'm going to go with Carmella versus Charlotte. How did we forget? <laughs> You're talking about a backlash. Yes. Just off to admit. I've got to change my answer too. <laughs> that super kick that connects right to Charlotte's belly. Mm-hmm. I mean, that is. I mean, Charlotte sure sells it to the head, but that, uh, that sleeper choke where Charlotte just lays on the floor and doesn't even try to escape for upwards of two and a half minutes. How effective is a sleeper hold when it makes me sleepy? I mean, it's this the, is probably the most effective sleeper we've ever seen in the history of the business. So sorry, that's that's got to be number Eight one. Eight star you, classic. You are correct to say that, Shamo. Our next question is Brandon O'Connor. Like I said, at Boo for OC, and he says, "Assume Fox Fridays happens." So this is SmackDown movie to Fox. Mm-hmm. You're given complete control to reorganize WWE's broadcasts. So you have three hours on Monday on cable, two hours on Friday on network TV, and two hours on the WWE network for actual wrestling. Can I tell you something right now? Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't go so far as to call it an announcement, yes. but certainly a industry rumor that sure. was in the dirt sheets last night. Yeah, yeah. Uh, they're going to get a brand new show that will run on FS1 in addition to SmackDown on Friday nights. Whoa. That will replace UFC tonight. So Oh, so like a WWE Heat show or something? Kind of, yeah. yeah. Maybe the return of, of, of Heat, kind of. Yeah. yeah. That doesn't do much for me. But but this is coming. Yeah. Uh, so so my, my Friday nights would be a one-two punch of... Uh, oh, no, those have to be on network. So for the two hours of network, I think you do 205 Live and NXT, but you move them to the same night. So I guess it'd be Wednesday nights then. If it's Monday and Friday, I would do Wednesday nights on the network, 205 Live and uh, NXT. Yeah, I don't know that I would... I don't know that I understand this question. Can I read yeah, it yeah, again? Yeah, read it again. Basically, it's like you, we have to do the programming notes. But I don't know how much I'd switch, to be honest, if we still have to fill those hours. I, I would make Raw, if the, I have full creative control, I'd make Raw two hours, have NXT go on after that. And I, then I think the fact that Fox is on network versus cable, uh, on like Raw being on USA, right? Uh, I, I don't know that I would change anything, honestly. Yeah, that's kind of how be- I feel. Because also. I do feel like SmackDown has the better roster. So if you are trying to present your best product to the bigger audience, SmackDown is still doing that. Yeah. Like the, all of the guys that I'm super into, Arnold save Smack. for Seth and maybe a handful of others on Raw. For you, like Seth, who else? Yeah. No way, Jose. Jinder. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> J-Mo, uh, it's your ask. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know that I'd change anything because SmackDown is clearly the top show and it's going to get the most viewers yeah. on the big network. Uh, this one comes to us from Andrew Delbert who asks, when you guys blow out the one-year candles, what is <laughs> each of your one birthday wish for wrestling? Keep in mind that the magic words that pop up on screen seem to have disappeared. Uh, if it's a, it's a wish, this is very easy for me. Um, a... A shortening of the WWE product, uh, a, a two-hour Raw, uh, pay-per-views that 
I want people to have to earn being on pay-per-views. Five match cards. Not everyone makes the pay-per-view. You get better stuff on TV. I just want shorter content. I, you know, the, like we've talked about many times, JMO, when you do TakeOver, a pay-per-view, Raw, and then SmackDown, what is that? Like 13 hours of watching wrestling? It's something absurd. So, yeah, I would say a shortening of almost all pieces of WWE programming. I would just shorten Raw. Yeah? Not pay-per-views? No. I mean, pay-per-views too, but it, Raw is the problem, right? Yeah. Like, I, I don't get wrestling fatigue from SmackDown. I don't get wrestling no. fatigue from NXT. Yeah, that's true. And I don't know that I would get the same amount of wrestling fatigue watching three or four nights in a row if Raw was not punishingly <laughs> grueling. But you know what, man? You never miss it. Like, you never miss wrestling. You never are like, oh, I'm dying to watch some wrestling. Because you always have it. And that feeling is nice. I get it with MMA. I certainly get it with soccer where it's like, wow, it's been a month without a UFC. I am ready to watch Yeah. Some. And, like, wrestling is just like this hum. So, so. I, I, yeah, I guess my wish then would be an off season. Hmm, that'd be, yeah. Th- that we just get a month and a half or two months of the year even yeah. where there's just no WWE. Do you have a different wish? Hmm. That that they changed their mind on Roman being the guy. Oh yeah, that's and, a real and, obvious. And give one. it to Seth instead. Make Seth the guy. Well, just even the removal of Roman in that spot feels like it clears up a lot of problems. But it's got it is Seth, right? Like it, right now for sure. It's got to be him, unless for some reason you want to like throw it on someone and like make them off of Brock. Because Seth doesn't need making. If they decided to put it on like some up and comer who's going to take off Brock, I'd be the but last person. To nobody come on Raw that fits that bill. Really. I agree. Not right now. But I'm saying like let's say Gargano. Yeah, they call up someone and they build them. Like that's almost more interesting making someone Gargano off Brock. Lesnar would be insanity. Be, would would be the Daniel Bryan match that we always wanted and never got in some ways. Thing. Yeah. Just our next question to us. I can't get through the fucking name. It comes to us from Sex Ferguson at Butt Dickhead. Butt Dickhead. And he says, with World Cup starting this week, can you make a couple this wrestler is this soccer team comparisons? For example, Seth Rollins is England, and here's why. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I did a little bit of thinking on the bus ride here. Do you feel familiar enough with the, the countries? Uh, let me think about it for okay. a second. So I'll give a couple that I wrote down on the, the bus ride over here. Okay. Uh, Samoa Joe is the English national team. They're, they're worshipped for this past that they had at a really, really high level, and they carry a lot of goodwill with them. A lot of people still really care about them. But they're yet to deliver in with recency like it's people are still sort of holding on to this this flame from before and i'm talking about in ring for jokes i think the promos have totally been there uh so he's england Kyrie sane is portugal uh she's she's not that great at everything but she does one thing just immaculately like that elbow is pure money and will fully get her over portugal has a very weak team and cristiano ronaldo um, Saudi Arabia is Kurt Hawkins. <laughs> yep. Because what are they doing here? <laughs> yeah, what are they doing here? They're just here to lose. Mm-hmm. Take the L's. I uh, have Germany as Roman Reigns. They're the, the odds-on favorite who no one wants to win. <laughs> <laughs> That's very accurate. And then the final one I wrote down here, JMO, is Iceland is Chad Gable. Uh, easy to cheer for, underdog babyface who everyone likes, who probably isn't chant material. Did you say, did you give somebody Brazil already? No. Um... I'm going to say Brazil is Velveteen Dream. Okay. How, how so? In that uh, kind of like a flashy, fluid style that you, that you can appreciate. But also people are kind of on the fence about whether they should love or hate them. I, that's, uh, I like that comparison. Yeah. And, like For, I, and then I'll round out this question by saying uh, that soccer is big casts. Because it keeps being presented as a big deal, but I just don't give a shit. (laughs) Fuck soccer. Anything else? Who are you cheering for? 
Uh, nobody. No one? Yeah. You want to cheer for Portugal? No, I'm cheering for the tournament to be over so I don't have to hear about it anymore. I think you got to cheer for Portugal. I think I got to cheer for absolutely no one. Well, I'm taking you on the Portugal bandwagon. No, I don't think so. I'm glad we agree on this one. <laughs> uh, this next one comes to us from the brewmaster himself, Fruits Are Edible, at Fruits Are Edible on Twitter. Oh, Craig. And he asks, what barricade style do you like more, the modern WWE padded wall or the standard metal barricade? Definitely the metal barricade, right? I was having this thought uh, when I saw this question earlier. Did it hurt? <laughs> Wow. Thinking, I mean. Uh, no, unlike you, I have more than one thought per day. Uh, wow, bud. <laughs> I'd respond, but I've already spent mine. <laughs> this is so frustrating. I want to fire back. I was thinking earlier about yeah. the Seth Rollins, Finn Balor uh, buckle bomb spot to the barricade that like, oh, yeah, blew that out, put him out Finn's yeah, shoulder. Sure. Where, you know, I think the reason that they have this padded barricade is like... It's safe, and you can do all these cool things with it that you wouldn't be able to do with the rail. I don't know that Finn gets injured if he takes that spot onto a rail, though. I think that that's uh, an interesting call. I don't know that it is safer, you know? No. New Japan still uses the rails. Think of the – who is it? It's one of the Legion of Doom members, like, gorilla presses Macho Man onto that barricade, and he takes it, like, right on his face. It's fine. Yeah. The metal barricade, for sure. Yeah. This question comes to us from Scoots Brodo. Who asks, when Apollo Crews was Uha Nation, Uha Nation, he used Dishingus Khan by Dishingus Khan as his entrance music. Is this real? What wrestler would stand to gain the most to change their music to some good old Euro disco? This is easy. It's uh, Mustafa Ali with like the light up mask. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that's, a, to me, a no-brainer. I don't even know who second place is. Uh, I mean, I was going to say No Way Jose, but No oh. Way Jose's music is already, like, one of the best <laughs> things about him. So, <laughs> But I think Jose yeah, is, It like, would fit the gimmick, yeah. certainly. Uh, J-Mo with Cor... Oh, this one comes to us from our sponsor, Coca-Cola LLC, at Coca-Cola LLC. Our gender-fluid listener whose gender is a fluid. Oh, also a fluid. Very nice. Uh, with Corbin's haircut on Monday in mind... What, Why did they do that? How was that... Why was that not a gimmick? We have a question about that, but yeah, I mean, it's it's ridiculous. How I mean, do you do that off-screen? I do not know how that is. It pull Kalisto out and make it a mask versus hair match. Like I don't Literally get. We do anything. Uh, it's so dumb. But but what other wrestler needs a, a design change? Can you think? Can you think anybody uh, a haircut or a facial hair? Well, I got one that comes to mind. Real. I mean, quick. this was the number one guy, really. This was the worst yeah, hair he in was the company. De- if you would have asked me this question, I would have definitely said Corbin. I think he looks much better without that. Absolutely. Hair. Um, but for me, uh, in the UFC, Brock Lesnar grew out a beard, and he has like this great Viking beard that just makes him look like this destroyer. How did I feel like at one point, possibly in the Goldberg feud? Oh, last did he? Year? Eh? Well, what, whenever, he certainly had it in WWE for a little bit last year. Whenever he has it, uh, it I always think it's great. So I'll say adding Brock's beard. Um, Owens going bald has always kind of been interesting to me. Like, if you shaved Owens' head, I feel like he might look badass. I'm just trying to think of whose, like, look is a significant stumbling block for them. Uh, Oni Lorcan. What do you think of Pete Dunne? He's got a good look, right? Yeah. He doesn't have to change anything. No. Uh, yeah. My, I'll say uh, Brock Lesnar should grow a beard. I can't think of anybody else who's, like needs a haircut or like a, a style change. Tony Nese looks really flat. If there's something you could do to make him look more interesting, that would help. Yeah. Um, I think, I think, um, hmm. 
I'm just I, gonna, I got nothing for this. I'm going to lump in a, our question from E Prime here, at E underscore Prime on Twitter, and he says, how much of a waste was it that Corbin didn't lose his hair in a hair versus hair, mask, et cetera, match? You know, you know what? I've got an idea here. I, I, yeah. I, I, I have an answer Go finally. Ahead. Okay, so... Uh, uh, so somebody that I think is beloved by most people, uh, but it has kind of a goofy look to them and would really, you know, I think it would do a lot for the, them if uh, if you just like, if you changed the look of Asuka and you got rid, yeah. got rid of the mask, like sure. take the mask off, get throw that in the trash, take the like underwear outside the pants, <laughs> take take all the multicolors. That's my look. Throw all that away. Have her wear slacks and like a business kind sure. of suit, and and go back to her indie name also, uh, her name from from when she was in Shimmer and in Japan. Oh, um, and have her be corporate Kana. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> that was all a build up for the line corporate Kana. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't get it when I said slacks? Who else I wears thought, slacks, I bud? thought that's where you were going. Maybe I shave thought, her head, too. Oh, my God. <laughs> Justin, our final question on Corporate this. Corporate Canna was good. Uh, Come on. I, I laughed. <laughs> Not in the greatest way, but I did laugh. You laugh in a way that you hate it. <laughs> I do hate it. <laughs> uh, just our final question on our birthday episode comes from, <laughs> from Handsome Jack at Jay Legerio on Twitter. <laughs> and he asks a really good question here. Very specific situation. Did you ever go to your friend's house to play No Mercy on N64 and play a handicap match against a weak opponent as Scotty Too Hottie and Grandmaster Saxe just to whoop his ass and watch them dance? I am not joking. I have done this. Uh, I have not done that specific thing, but definitely a lot of of like sleepovers and stuff over at buddies' places who had N64 specifically with the purpose of playing like No Mercy yeah. into the wee hours of the night. Absolutely, uh, we were just playing story mode, like going back and oh, forth, like swapping the controller the, oh, between I love matches. That. So no, no, no handicap matches, no too cool. Uh, no dancing, but uh, certainly the rest of this is all relatable content to me very much. We so. both love No Mercy, went through big stages with it, but I definitely like put myself well, up against crappy guys just to taunt and see what people's talking about. I got a question for you, bud. But the show's over. There are no more questions. I got one last no, question. No, the question period is closed. It comes from I will not at Justin Morris. Oh, okay. I what do you love, love more? Guy. No Mercy, the N64 game, or No Mercy, the song? I neither. I like best when you say it. No mercy. <laughs> Told you. <ya. laughs> Justin, that's it for our questions this week. Thank you so much for the questions. Thank you for much, so much for listening. Thank you for being on this ride with us. Yes. For the last year. Unbelievable. We could not be more the, appreciative. The listener numbers continue to climb for God knows why, and and we know that the you know you guys not, mean the world. It's to not us. even about that, man. No. It's about just like you know we have a good time doing this every but week. I, but I I feel like. You know, the community that sprouts up around this show. It's the best. And, and, and around my other show as well. That's good. You know, like, I, it's so wild to me that, like, I don't think of, I mean, on some level, it's like, I have fans. I have people that sure. look forward to the things I do every week. I bring pleasure to the world. Yeah. That's a good feeling. But I don't think of it as, like, I have fans. I have friends yeah. in cities that I've never been to. Isn't That's that what I have. And that is magic. Yeah. It, it's, I think for you, maybe, you, you've gotten to have this before. But I, I've been in the music, not industry, but in the music scene for 
a decade, and it's just like, you never hear back from anything there. But from this show, the, the community that sprung up under it means it couldn't mean more to me. It's been my online experience so much more fun and just I'm very thankful for the show and to you and to the listeners. And like I'm excited for All In because I think the show is going to be amazing and I have, haven't had a vacation in a decade and I've never been to Chicago and it's always a city that I've wanted to visit. It's always seemed like the American city that I probably would fit in best if yeah. I were to live in the United States. I get that sense too. Um, but part of the reason I'm so excited is that I know I'm going to meet all these people who know me already and I know them on some level as well and that is it's bananas that's a special thing yeah and that this has come from largely this show over the course of the last year is is incredible to me so I am appreciative uh, to the listeners I'm appreciative especially to our Patreon donors who help cover our costs yeah. and, and make this uh, uh, something that helps us uh, have, have a meal or share some beers every month as well it does mean but most of all I am appreciative of you, Josh Custodio. It's oh. been a pleasure to do this with you Come every on, week. Don't and get me all I, I feel up. like I feel like we don't hang out as much as we did before we did the show. <laughs> that is true. Because like this has become our hangout time. That's yeah, true. But, well, you also moved. But uh, <laughs> yeah, that's true. I used to live a lot closer. <laughs> and work exact opposite hours. That's, before. that's also true. <laughs> also true. But uh, you know the fact that so much about my life has changed. And we still find the time to get this time in the two of us is very special to me as well. You know why we're able to do that, Justin? Why? Because you're hot. And you're spicy. But you taste great. And together, we're Curly Man! What? 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 Titus Worldwide! I think that's the most beer I've ever crushed in an episode. One can? No, two cans and two shots. That's a LaCroix, bud. No, this is, I'm not talking about this. I'm talking about the one in the bag. Oh. The the Kolsch. You mm. had a Kolsch before I got here? Yeah. I was waiting for you, bud. I guess so. Between 20 minutes. Sorry. I was waiting for the bus. Yeah, the transit system. I mean. Yeah, it's only award-winning and one of the best <laughs> in the world. <laughs> it's just the CM Punk of transit systems. <laughs> Fuck that. Except for the fact it stops at one in the morning. That's pretty bunk. That is like in a that's, city. That's CM Bunk is what that is. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that, is, that is it. There is no more shit. <laughs> Titus Worldwide.